0: As the world becomes increasingly more hostile to biblical truths, it is crucial for Christian parents to intentionally raise and train up their children in the Lord. Welcome to the Family Path Podcast, where we desire to help you establish a pathway of biblical parenting that seeks to shepherd the hearts of our children toward Christ. My name is Greg. I'm a pastor and father of eight children.
1: And I'm his wife Jocelyn, a physician assistant and homeschooling mom to our kids. Our prayer is that you find family discipleship encouragement here. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider liking, sharing, and or following us on any social media platform.
0: Now for today's episode. What does it take to raise kids in what seems like an ever increasing sinful world. That's the topic for discussion today. Welcome back to the Family Path. My name's Greg and here's Jocelyn back with me. Hi Joss. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's so good. Like I, I, we need to start videoing these because you well, just so you just stare you, at me and well, you're like
1: <laughs> what else am I supposed to do?
0: <laughs> well, we're back with a another topic to discuss here. You know, it's been on it's been on our minds lately. You know, if you pretty much everybody is a listener here in America, but we do have a couple people overseas. Yeah. (laughs) So here in America, you know, it is June, and it is what has been coined. Well, it
1: is June everywhere.
0: Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I haven't thought about that unless some people are following a different calendar, which I don't think so. But it is June everywhere. But here in America, specifically. It has been coined Pride Month. Right. You know, it's like the the pinnacle of the sinfulness in our world and and where where things are going right now. And it's we've really been just having a lot of conversations in our household. And this topic is just seems like it keeps coming up and up. And we just wanted to talk briefly and discuss mm-hmm. what it's like to raise kids in a sinful world. Cause as some of you may or may not know, we are. We are expecting number eight here in July 19th. The baby will be born by the grace of God here. And, um, you know, you can't help but ask yourself, like, why do I keep subjecting my kids to this world? You know, like, why do I keep having kids into this world? It's almost almost crazy. And we'll have to do a a Mm -hmm. podcast on that and wrap our minds. And we'll touch on that as well today. But, I mean, that's... That's kind of what we've been discussing here, so what what per, what prompts our world to start moving this direction like why is the world let's answer that question for it. why is the world sinful and corrupt?
1: well, the devil's the ruler of the world, so sure is. Um, for very obvious you know it makes it very obvious then that the world is going to go the direction of darkness rather than light. Um, Yeah. So this is, I guess what we should expect to happen. I mean, scripturally, this is what we see is going to happen is that the world is going to become increasingly more dark and um, like a scarier place, I guess, to raise kids. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You just sit and you think like, Did our kid, did our parents like feel this way? You know, and then it's like, well, the obstacles that stood in front of them were a lot different than the obstacles that are, you know, even if they faced like wars and things like that. um, This is like, this is totally different. This is like a war on humanity, you know, rather than just like, I mean, not to downplay any type of war. That's not what I mean by any means, but yeah, it's just crazy. Like, cause you see, like a whole cultural shift. There Um, is,
0: yeah, and it's nothing. You know, it's not new, but it feels new. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible Romans one speaks of total depravity in the world and what it should look like, right. and what
1: it did. So that's look what like I think back. back then. You know, that's like, thousands of years ago. Those people, as they read Romans one, were they like feeling the anxiety and the angst that we felt, knowing that they were like struggling with these same, same things, or, you know, you just I'd have wonder. to think so. Yeah, to some but- of the degree,
0: in 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 their yeah, in their culture, probably they felt nearly the same way but man it feels like it's it's different i mean i bet you every single you know generation says that like oh right
1: Right. it feels a lot worse you know
0: but i think there i think you're right and to say that like the the specifically america the fabric of culture and society is changing Mm -hmm. like it is totally um skewing away from any type of morality christian morality right from what it was founded on and uh that's a scary thing because we are losing our identity right our our basic identity which was which was founded in christ and you know satan is the ruler of the world and you know john 12 31 says that and you know if you're a listener and you you might be asking like well why Why would God allow that? I mean, God is still sovereign over all of Mm -hmm. this, and to to an extent, He is allowing Satan to rule the world. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus has already overcome it, and Jesus will will come back, and He's going to clean house. But God is still sovereign Mm -hmm. over this. Mm -hmm. You know, which is a whole other thing to try to wrap your mind around. But you know, it is what it is. But Satan is the ruler of the world and he he's the deceiver. He loves mm-hmm. darkness. He caused Adam and Eve to fall away and sin. Mm-hmm. He made them have really pride <laughs> in right. themselves to make them fall, fall away. And and it's just so ironic that June is coined pride month. Um because God hates pride. Right.
1: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just
0: like so ironic. I mean, Proverbs eleven two: when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. And like humility is gone mm-hmm. and wisdom is seriously lacking in this culture, in this world. So I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's, it's called moral relativism, you know, where everyone thinks they have their own idea. Like, oh, this is right. This is wrong. And every single person Mm -hmm. has the right to that. And that's where we're moving. Like, there is no absolute truth in our world anymore. Right. So what do we do with that?
1: Well, I mean, it completely strips God from his throne. You know, if you you think of it in relation to, like, if we decide for ourselves what is right or wrong, like, you can't have a God in the midst of that. You can't have the God of the Bible in the midst of that because Mm -mm. it's just— it's just not the way it is, it doesn't know? work It right.
0: didn't work in judges either, you know The cycle of the judges in the book of judges. it's always like everybody did what was right in their own in their, in their own eyes. eyes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, here we are again, everybody fills this this identity crisis that we can all do whatever we think is right, and if you lose a fabric of truth, you don't realize that everything that is in you is wrong, mm-hmm. corrupt, and sinful. Right. So the fact that the world's going, the way it's going, is in actuality no surprise. Right. I mean, that's where we are we're headed to.
1: Yeah, because if you take God out of the picture and you put yourself at the center of what is right and wrong, and if you're the one that ultimately decides that, I mean, that's where pride just flourishes Mm -hmm. because you you obviously think you know best, and you're going to do what you feel is in your best interest. And the problem is, is you're missing the whole, um, the whole, the biggest issue of all, which is you're still sinful. Like you still have this un reconciled issue of your sin that you haven't dealt with. You mm-hmm. just think, well, I can morally decide what is right and wrong and you bury your sinful nature or you even um
0: you embrace you embraceful.
1: Yeah, you can embrace
0: which is very scary because when you embrace your sinful nature and you therefore have no need for a savior at that right. point. Mm-hmm. And w- humanity is really bad then at that point. Right. Because there's no realization that you're sinful and apart from God, you're making, you're your own king, you're your own Lord. I mean, that's what I always tell the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. how you identify what sin is. It's look at the middle letter. I, I want this. I do this. It's me, 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 me. I, I, I. Um, It's a good way to remember what sin is, but we're heading in a bad place. So what do we do? You know, we're Christian parents, we right. are professing Christians ourselves.
1: Obviously, this is a Christian-based podcast. A Christian-based so like, <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're coming at it from how do you parent? How do you parent kids in the midst of this? Like, how do you not lose heart in feeling like, well, we were even just we went to first service, and so Greg obviously stays for both services, and afterwards, we were just texting about um, just something with the kids and talking about this and. And you had said, like, you know, helped, I struggle to not feel anxious mm-hmm. about, like, we're just having more kids. And yet that's not what God desires for us. Like, he doesn't desire us to be anxious over bringing kids into this world. Other than, of course, like, we should hate the sinful nature of the world and we should feel burdened for their salvation in it. Um, but we shouldn't grow weary because we do have a hope that goes beyond all of this.
0: Yeah, I definitely— yeah. It makes you. It makes me feel anxious. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it makes me not, feel anxious too. <clears throat> not so much while I'm here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. But that, it is. It's my own sinful nature. It's like I can actually control something, right? You know, it's it's a it's a falsehood in my own head. But it's like while, while I'm here, I'm like I can protect my kids. When in reality,
1: yeah,
0: I have I have a degree of protection that I have on my right. kids.
1: But it's actually very little.
0: It is very little. Very Especially little.
1: with how much society now is hitting us. Just using the pride thing as an example. I mean, it's literally everywhere you we can't. turn. You know, people are—and I'm I'm not saying one thing or another, but they're talking about, like, not going to Target and things like that. But, like, I'm trying to check out at Walmart, and the people are just covered in pride pins. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just— it's it's, it's everywhere. It's infiltrated so it much now. that that's where it makes this anxiety raise. Like, okay, if we're just being bombarded and buried in it, like, how do we get our head above the water in it? How don't we? How do we just not lose heart in the midst of it? And where do we find courage to raise kids? Well, there's there's today? two
0: options. You either take the option of what the Amish culture feels right that you should, you should do as a Christian, which is yourself. a complete separation of society, which I kind of like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think to some degree,
1: we're obviously called to we're live. We're called
0: to be separate and holy right. amongst mm-hmm. an unholy world. Um, but I think they have scripture wrong on that because, I mean, Paul even speaks about that. Like, you can't remove yourself from this world. Right. Like, it's just not a well, reality. Well, they we lose
1: the opportunity to evangelize. to evangelize. Like, at the end of the day, you look at what's going on, and as a Christian, you should feel sorrow in your heart, mm-hmm. not hate for these people. Absolutely. And it comes from a place of love, of realizing, I know what it felt like to f- to first realize oh my goodness i'm i'm a sinner and i've been like completely blind to it and then have a desperate need of redemption and like these people just they haven't felt that conviction mm-hmm. yet you know um the world as a whole this is even outside of just pride month you know mm-hmm. is um we're walking on this earth with with a lot of people who are dead in their sin of which i was one of them and which, you were one of them yeah, you know absolutely. And it's only by the grace of God that we were saved. And so um, in that, we can't lose sight of that. You know, we should uh, we should feel burdened for their salvation and and to want to share the gospel with them if we completely segregate ourselves from them. If we weren't here as Christians right now, what light would God have in the world? We're the light that he chose for More it. Salt you and know? light
0: in the world, yeah. Isn't yeah, and we don't want to lose our saltiness, right? You know,
1: and then like or
0: our aroma of Christ, as we were talking about in right. one of our mm-hmm. going through first it Corinthians? was first Corinthians? Yeah.
1: or Second Corinthians, Second I think. Corinthians. Um, but then you think our children are an opportunity for that. Like that's how I, I try to combat that anxiety of what better thing could we do to the world or for the world then raise up children who will love them and feel burdened for them to want to share Mm -hmm. what God has done for them. It really, I mean,
0: we've said it before, like, you know, uh, children are, uh, arrows in the hand of a warrior Yeah, and you shoot Mm -hmm. them out. When you hear that right now in the context of what we're talking about, you're like, wow, that,
1: that that takes a little,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that hits a little bit different and it kind of makes a little bit of sense. And And it's also scary as a parent, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm shooting these kids out. And if you've ever gone archery, your arrow doesn't come back, Right. you know, like whether you're leaving this earth or they're, they're going somewhere, they're leaving you, leaving your house, leaving, you know, whatever type of leaving it is like you shoot an arrow out, not expecting it to come back.
1: Right.
0: And that's what we're called to do. We're we're called to raise these kids. So that so option one was be be Amish and segregate yourself. Or option two is you raise your kids in the mm-hmm. world that they're they're being brought up in.
1: Yeah. And keep in mind like God is sovereign over it, just like in the book of Esther when mordecai tell is it mordecai or hamish i always get those two to me but he tells her like is it you know here
0: on this podcast right.
1: <laughs> you, <More Hamish. laughs> so i think it's mordecai but and the mean, whole point like, is like he when she sort of like freaks out like he's gonna kill me if i go to the king you know you can't go to the king without asking him and she's jewish and she wants to stick up for her heritage you know of course and um he encourages her by saying like reminding her of the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. Like God may have just made you for such a time of this. And so it's not an accident that God has given us um, these kids in the midst of this. You know, his word is clear. There's still a blessing. He still has a purpose for parenthood. He desires us to tell future generations so that other people know about him. So we still have a good work to do here that we should be encouraged by. And we should take very seriously building the foundation that they need to be an arrow worth sending out for God,
0: mm-hmm. and it all comes from our assurance in Christ. As right. Christian parents, uh, we're reading a book now. Like, if, if you if you don't find your spiritual growth rests upon your assurance in the gospel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in terms of like, you will not grow. You will not put yourself out there. You will not sacrifice. You will not offer unless you are sure of. The thing that Christ promises, the assurance of eternity, like you, you're secure. Like mm-hmm. no matter what man does to you, you are kept in heaven with him. You know, like you will be with right. your Lord and Savior. Until you have assurance of and faith and believe really in that message, like you waver. You waver mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, you waver in your own walk, but you waver even, and I, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. You waver with, what's going to happen with my kids? Like whenever, whenever they go out on their own, they can't handle this. Like I'm protecting them right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's, it is nerve wracking.
1: Yeah, it is really nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking when you're worried about yourself handling the world or even like your spouse. And then you throw kids on top of it, you Mm know, it's like, this is a very weird analogy, but like, um, I, I struggle with anxiety and feeling like if the house caught on fire, how am I getting eight kids out? You know? And Mm -hmm. like, then you I feel even worse when I think, how am I going to send eight kids equipped into the world? Like, yeah. of course, it's only going to come by the grace and mercy of God and um him blessing what we invest in them. But um that's like that's what we need to do,
0: yeah, well, let's spend a little bit of time on that then. so how do we how do we raise our kids in this world then and And let's go back to the the reality of Romans one to where it's like, it's, this feels new to us because I think the challenges are different, mm-hmm. the culture is different, you know, the the whole season is different. But the underlying problem is everlasting; like it's always been right. there since mm-hmm. the beginning, ever since the fall of man. Yeah, like, homosexuality
1: is, is not new. No,
0: it's not new. Uh-huh. And
1: God literally had a law that said that men could not dress in women's clothing. Yeah. Why? Because obviously men were, or he anticipated them. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Like, so you're right. Like, I lose sight of that because it isn't new, you know? None of this is like catches God by surprise or is like, oh, he didn't write about this or yeah. he didn't warn us of this. Or,
0: yeah. So what do we do? How do we combat that? I mm-hmm. think oh, I'll, I'll preface it like this, I guess. You know, if if the biggest problem in this world it's any sin. I mean, we're just talking about this because Pride Month is in our right. face right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But to combat it is to teach our kids truth.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Because we have fallen away from truth, absolute truth, you know, mm-hmm. scripture alone. That has, that's left our culture. Right. So what do we do?
1: Yeah. It starts at valuing God's word as a family, I think. I mean, when you, um, you think about this from parenting, like we've talked before in past episodes, like what we value often becomes like our kids value, at least initially, and then they find worth in it and it, it grows and it nourishes. And so um, we should put God's word at the center of everything. And just as we are talking about them, it's it's funny because this just came up in our, in our own situation. We're reading through first Corinthians and are we didn't You don't get very many chapters in before it starts bringing up sexual immorality and homosexuality and things like that. And then we have young kids, so of course we're trying to make it um, so a way that everybody can grasp it as we're talking about this in our family Bible time. But very quickly, you can talk about all the things that are going on in the world, and then you can combat it with God's truth and show mm-hmm. them from the beginning, this is what's going on. And you see this going on, but you see clearly where God— talks about this, or, you know, I think it's just pulling in every situation that you're walking through with your kids, um, pointing them to scripture. Obviously that starts with you knowing the scriptures, but, uh, or at least investing in learning them and then teaching them to your kids and they will, as if it is, it's the standard by which they should test everything in their mm-hmm. life. And that comes from a plumb where line. you yeah, <laughs> <a> Plumb Yeah. <line. laughs> and so that comes from like, a place of you have to value it as a family, and then you have to—they have to see you live your life and test everything against God's Word. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's something that we invest a lot of of time in doing. Um, we write Scripture, like, everywhere. I mean, if the kids are having an issue that they're struggling with, we're, like, continually writing new Scripture yeah. because we want them to test their life, their thoughts, their intentions, everything against God's Word because. We hold it as truth, and we we're, have
0: uh, we have those correction cards on our resource tab in our website where yeah. pe- people can download those mm-hmm. and print those out. Those are specific for they're tr- we're trying to correct behavioral you know yeah. issues
1: sins that the kids yes. are struggling and, with. Yeah,
0: so they'll they'll write out scripture, and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, I, we la- I made the joke of plumb line. Half the people probably don't understand that because right. that was probably our first episode. but right. I always get made fun of for using the word glean. And in plumb, plumb line, line. <laughs> yeah I think they're good analogies I don't know but um I'll use a I'll use a different one you know our kids our kids have a compass and the compass is for their nature it's a sin it's a sin compass like mm-hmm. they're they want to go towards sin mm-hmm. I mean the fact that we have huge identity problems in our in our world is is not anything other than that's what that's what our, our sinful nature wants. That's what right. the ruler of the world wants—like to strip our identity away, make us go into deception, and like that's just normal stuff. That's right. how we were wired. What we are trying to do, and what we need to do as Christian parents, is we need to we need to build out our kids' compass to a, like a biblically moral compass, mm-hmm. to where they are th- they are testing everything against what we have taught them. And what right. the Bible teaches, mm-hmm. you know, they may not know Scripture like the back of their hand when they leave this house. But if they could just know where to look,
1: right? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a win. That's a huge win mm-hmm. because if not, if they're not going back
1: in to a desire the desire to of want of to God, there, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and a desire. But if they're not going back to the Word of God, they're going to the world. Yeah. for credibility and for right. acceptance. For standards and, we, and whatnot. For standards, for morality. And right now, the morality of the world is horrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: we have lost all morality. We have lost all Christian worldview in this country. And it's scary. So mm-hmm. if our kids just know where to look and and can hold to the fact that like the Bible is truth mm-hmm. and I need to live my life according. To that word, because God mm-hmm. is my Creator, man, that would help a lot of things out in this world right. right now.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: So that's what that's what we're trying to train train them up in in their biblical. Moral yeah, and compass. I think that's the
1: biggest thing. And like we've seen, uh, our our kids are young, but like as they're just growing in in maturity and like starting to feel conviction over sin, or just even like growing in their understanding of like what's going on in the world and whatnot. It really is a beautiful thing to start seeing because you don't when your kids are young, you don't always see the fruit of like your efforts and you're right. sort of like, this is worthless. They're not learning anything. But we just had a situation not long ago where just reading through this in First Corinthians about this homosexuality and and like um sexual immorality and things like that that brought to light it, it brought one of our kids to talk to us about just convictions of the and seeing like okay the world is wrong like mm-hmm. the world is is not right but like the the reason they felt this was a conviction of god's word mm-hmm. you know it was god's word that convicted them in bible time to realize oh my goodness like i see this places and and this isn't right you know or i see whatever going on in the world and it's not right And it was just, it gave them this understanding of sin based on what God's word said, not on what they were seeing somewhere else. Do You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it, all of this, I mean, how? so you point them to truth, but you open, you you just need to keep an open door policy with your kids in terms of, you need to build that communication out. I mean, whenever you can communicate with your kids, you're going to build trust with them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you and and I want to just like put blinders on their eyes and keep going, right? But like you have to have those hard conversations, then they can talk freely. They should always be able to talk freely with with you as a Christian parent, mm-hmm. so that you can point them to. Don't blow it off. I mean, we have the habit, right? You know, every we all have a habit of having a busy schedule, mm-hmm. stressfulness, and just or not the kids not always want to talk at ten o'clock at yeah, night when you're trying to put wanting them in. <laughs> to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking to me in my me time, like right. mm-hmm. go go upstairs, do something. I challenge you not to do that because you wanna take if they're coming to you, build that communi- that line of communication so that that your child can trust you and that they they can feel that openness that you have to always communicate right. with them.
1: Even if it seems like small, because the small things now will lead into big problems as they become teenagers and whatnot, where you still want to be that safe place where, oh, I could always go and talk to my mom mm-hmm. and dad. You know, and I think the standard is always that you pull out the Bible, you test all things against God's word and give them direction through that, that you have biblical examples because um where a lot of people might think it's crazy, like you want to build a foundation of the Bible is truth in their life, mm-hmm. you know? And then pray that God through his spirit would bring the conviction, repentance, salvation, and everything that that comes from that, you know, so that they have a heart, mind, and soul that really loves God and seeks Christ with their whole being. But yeah, that has to be the standard of where you start.
0: That's right. The reality is, is our our, our the fabric of our culture is lost morality. Mm-hmm. We need to train our kids up with biblical morality, knowing that the Word of God is truth in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that they should look at that and test everything against that. And if we can get to that point, then we can rest assured. I mean, God's sovereign over everything, but we can rest assured that we've done we've done our job as yeah. Christian parents. And when we send them out, right, it is what it is, and, and they're going like, to be light in the world. And right. it's going to become increasingly harder for for Christians to be Christians in this world. I mean. Right.
1: But we need to raise kids who know that and who expect that and still have an urgency to go out and to be that light. Because in the midst of the darkness, what is needed more than anything is God's light. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have to cultivate a love for God and what he has done for others. And so we want to raise kids who, like, in all things, like, even in just talking about the the sin of the world, you want to keep at the center of that the broken, fallen nature that sin is and the desperate need these people have for salvation because love has to be at the center of it because it's at the center of the cross, you know? Absolutely,
0: yep. And we uh, want
1: to raise kids who desire to go out and spread God's word and to share his truth with them,
0: you know? Well, I hope this podcast helped calm some anxieties, (laughs) (laughs) encourage you. Um, One little final tidbit would be, you know, I always think, anytime I think of like light and darkness, like one little match can like light up an entire room Mm -hmm. of darkness and provide and eat up so much darkness. Like it can exist. And as our world becomes increasingly darker, Mm -hmm. you know, our children are going to be that, that ounce of light that this world needs. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's pursue them. Let's train them up. Let's encourage them and let's be them, be there for them as Christian parents. Yeah. So until next time, we'll catch you then.